Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss six questions in nine minutes because leaders know how to be concise. Let's jump right to it with our guest today. First question, in a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. Well, Sean, thanks for having me on. Um, I, I think it's really important for me to kind of separate this into personal and, and business, if you will. On a personal side, just briefly, I'm a husband, father, pet owner, and kind of mediocre golfer, if you will, aspiring to be better. Um, as a global technology executive, I have led businesses in multiple industries uh, around the world, uh, ranging from three to $100 million and consisting of team members somewhere in the vicinity of 35 to over 1,100 in countries like the, obviously the US and Europe as, as well as South Africa. Um, one of the things I'm most proud of or is what I'm about, if you will, I've, I've had the opportunity to establish two businesses in my career, in addition to uh, the Southeast premier executive um, association called Executive Kettering Executive Network. Uh, we leverage its 19 year legacy of paying it forward as servant leaders to the Atlanta and kind of Southeast uh, Metroplex, if you will, with 1500 team members all, all around the all around the Southeast. Um, I think ultimately what I do is I, I lead businesses as a business leader to scale, optimize and grow the businesses and, and ultimately exceed the expectations of our shareholders, of the investors, if there are some, as well as our team members. That sounds great. Sounds like you keep busy and certainly know what you're doing. That's for sure. So that's great. You don't get this lack of hair for nothing. That's what happens. <laughs> the signs of experience, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You get a five head. You've earned a five head. That's how it works. <laughs> well, Chip, what's the best thing about working with a team? You know, I think as a best, the best thing for me as a, as a business, I, I just have to realize that our job is to get stuff done. I mean, ultimately it's to move things forward and, and typically it's a lot of stuff that we need to get done. Um, so as a team, I just believe we can get more stuff done if we're working together uh, than working alone. Um, I think in, in addition, and it just may be, I have just a small brain behind this forehead, but I always, I just love learning something. It's usually something surprising from our brightest team members. So personally, I guess I love learning from our, our team and challenging our team to go above and beyond and do more. That's great. And I especially like that last part where you talked about challenging the team to do a little bit more. That's part of the, uh, the I, in my view, at least part of the, the advantage of working with teams also is to, uh, to, to allow them the opportunity to grow and to grow together as a group. So I love that comment. Thanks for that's sharing. Right. Yeah, that's right. Question number three, I hear from other leaders of teams that it can be a challenge to get team members engaged. Tell us your thoughts. No, it's so easy. I mean, you just, I mean, if you can just slap the phones out of everybody's hands, we can get things done. I'm just teasing. Um, yeah, I think, I think early in a team leader's career, it probably is more difficult. Um, but I think if you have good team leaders who are developing other team leaders, um, I, I think it comes down to really just realizing that um, being engaged differs or engaging people really differs by person. And for me, I think it's, uh, I found it to be really important to, to really do three things. One is to know your team. So I would always start whenever I joined a new team or a new company, I would start with a spreadsheet with names and figure out what was what drove those people. What were they about? What was their family about? What are the things that they like to be doing? 
And then also be known, you know, as an executive or a team leader, sometimes we think we are, we need to live behind this mask of perfection and, and no fault. You know, we don't want to do anything wrong. And, and that's just such a fallacy. You have to be known and you have to be able to be, make mistakes and people have to know what's going on. So if you've got a sick family member or a child that's in the hospital or whatever, don't hide that. Share that with your team, not in a wear it on your sleeve sort of environment, but just tell people what's going on. And I think in the end, you have to take all of those things and really, I'll call it, pull on what motivates the individual on your team. There are other things and components of that, Sean. I think that the big thing for me that I learned over my career is just hiring the right people and putting them in the right seat. Put them in a position where they can do the job, they want to do the job, and they're capable and, and, and have the desire to actually do the job, if you will, and can they be a success. Um, and there's a myriad of other things. I, I you know, as a, as a point leader, you want to share uh, perspectives or goals that are bigger than the team, the company, or, or, or overall, you can say the world, if you will. And, um, you know, we always have to ask the question, at least in my book, and I'm just simple-minded, is that what's best for our customer what's best for the company and shareholders, what's best for the team and what's best for the individual. And kind of in that order as we're doing things and prioritizing things across the board, again, customer, company, shareholder, team, and individual. And if we can go after the best around those, it does engage people to move forward. Those are great concepts. I really like that. And I especially agree with the idea of taking an individual approach that every person marches to a slightly different drum. And ideally you're right. We've got mostly the right people but uh, you still have to look at them as individuals because it's never a, a one-size-fits-all situation. So great comments. Thank you. Yep. Sure. Question number four, what other piece of advice do you have for leaders of teams? Wow. Wow. I think we only have nine minutes. So here we go. <laughs> um, I kind of I alluded to this earlier, but it's my number one thing. And it may just be the stage in my career and so forth, but it, it really is uh, all about surrounding yourself with exceptionally headed and exceptionally hearted team members. And what I mean by that is, is that exceptionally headed team members have a depth of knowledge and, and capabilities and perspective about their particular role and how they can get it done very, very well. And then exceptionally hearted uh, folks unwired that way are all about other people. It could be about your customers, your company, your team, whatever, but you have to have both. And what we've all worked in organizations where you've worked, especially like volunteer organization, exceptionally hearted people, but may not have the, the exceptional capabilities that are needed to actually get that done. And there's nothing wrong with that. It just, you have to know the environment. And we've also worked in, I think, arguably a worse type organization where you have exceptionally headed people, too smart for their own good, can't do any wrong. I mean, they're just the most brilliant people, but they're, they're just, they, they stink to work with. They're not any fun to work with. They're not any fun to be around. They're good, they're, they're good, but you just hate working with them. Well, that's disastrous. So you really need both. And I think as a leader, your job is find exceptionally headed and exceptionally hearted people don't hire them until you know that. I, I would say one other thing, um, and this is probably just me, I need to look in the mirror more often and, and tell myself this, and that is breathe. And what I mean by that is take time to lead. It takes a second to kind of take a deep breath, spend time understanding your team, letting your team get to know you, but, uh, but really it's about taking uh, a time away 
and breathing for a second um, instead of always having to be out on the front lines and chasing everything under the sun. Great advice. Great advice. Thank you. Question number five, what other successful leaders of teams would you like to recognize that have had a positive influence in your life? Let me pull up the list of 5,000 people. Hang on one <laughs> second. Um, I, I really, I think everybody, uh, every, everybody influences me in some way, shape or form. And it, it really is trying to find the best out of those folks. There are three or four folks I would highlight right off just the top of my head. Um, one of my very first and favorite uh, sales leaders, Bernie Schmidt, who's, who was my very first sales manager at IBM. He taught me how to, one, be really good at my job and know what I'm doing and be an expert on my customers. But also, every time we're driving to a sales call or back, we're laughing about something, either something we did or something the customer did, um, because it was just have fun. Um, this, is, this is sales. You're going to win some and you're going to lose some. Um, uh, another uh, a gal, Rachel Ashby, is probably one of my very favorite team leaders. Um, I didn't work for her. We worked together on a national accounts program. She was a set it and forget it type person, such a pro. You could give her the most complex national problem to solve in a matter of minutes. She would have a team assembled and we'd be working on it and getting it done. And there are, there are a myriad of others. Tom Bond, who's just most, one of the most selfless but brilliant people uh, in, in the world is of leadership and executive leadership. And then just Stephanie Wise, I would highlight as well as one of my favorite people in the working world. She's one of our finance managers and just full of integrity, hard work, um, and just honesty. You, you couldn't ask for a better team member. You could just count on her constantly. So I, again, I could create a list of yeah. thousand people. Great people for sure that have obviously had a great influence on you. So thank you for recognizing them. Last question. Tell us about your first job. Man, you're going back in the dark ages. Um, I don't know that we had power back then, but we'll, we'll go there. Um, you know, aside from shoveling and, and mowing lawns in Michigan, um, the first tax paying job uh, that really set me on my path to success, if you will, um, I, I sorted empty bottle and can returns at a local rural IGA, and it taught, <laughs> it taught me I never want to shake a nasty cigarette butts out of a stale can of beer ever again. I never want to go back to that. But good learning lesson, just uh, so nasty. That's usually, that's, usually, that's usually what happens with that first job is we start to learn what we don't want to do, right? <laughs> just We need a mental block. There's got to be something we can just put in place that we don't have to remember that smell and that just that environment. It was bad. Oh, my. Well, thanks for sharing it. Hopefully it didn't bring up too uh, negative <laughs> memories there for you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can people find you? You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm currently uh, seeking uh, to invest in a, in a business, a technology-based business. So I'm spending a lot of time uh, with uh, technology startups and venture capitalists and private equity groups and so forth. And so uh, that's probably where they can find me, if you will, physically. Um, I, the internet is your best friend. I have a relatively unique name, Chip Schooneman. That's S-C-H-U-N-E-M-A-N. Uh, you can plug that into Google and connect with me on LinkedIn or otherwise. My job is just to, if I can help you, please feel free to connect with me. Fantastic. Thank you. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com 
And you can download our engagement booster tip sheet, give you some ideas on how to boost engagement from hiring all the way to the time we need to part ways with the employee. Again, that's teamengagementpodcast.com. Thanks so much for joining us and have a great day.